Welcome to another episode of Constructive Interference with your hosts, Alexander Steigerwald and myself, Cheyenne Raison. We're here to explore, put simply, electronics and music through a variety of genres, including those that are purely electronic and those that find a way to incorporate electronic instrumentation. Coming at you from opposing coasts of DC and LA, let's get into it. What's up, Cheyenne? Not much, Alex. How are you? Good. Good, good. Another day. How are you? Nice and sunny over here in California. Went and saw the beach today. I saw a lot of snow and ice today. Yeah, it snowed in Virginia last night. Yeah, it did. I saw a lot of Instagram posts of people so excited over a couple inches. Dude, we got like three. Call that a few. It was really nice last night, man. Really beautiful. Yeah, it's always nice when it's first coming down. I especially like it at night when it is snowing because of the reflections off all the snowflakes. It makes the sky like illuminate. It appears much brighter than a typical moonlit night, right? Correct. Yeah. Have you also noticed like the sound dampening effect of, of a you know decent layer of snow on the ground? It becomes much quieter outside than it typically seems. So this is episode 003. We've got a variety of songs for you guys today that have no correlation, unlike last week's, other than the general theme of our show, which is electronic elements in music i'm going a little avant-garde for a little bit and then pretty industrial alex's tracks are pretty mellow i'm gonna keep it kind of mellow today yeah yeah a little down tempo melodic stuff yeah maybe a nice snow day music yeah you're right it does yeah it's like snow day music (laughs) (laughs) that's nice (laughs) alex is starting off today we aren't gonna do a rave.dj song today we've got something more special for you guys and tune towards the end we'll explain it later on so yeah alex if you want to start us off okay um first track is called composure by artist b fleischman off of the wow i don't actually know what this word is humbucking the humbucking coil do you know what humbucking is i know what a humbucking coil is but i don't know what humbucking does a humbucking coil is in a guitar. You could like have like a double humbucker, blah blah. I'm not, I don't know like the electronics of a guitar too well, but it's the pickups. Oh, it's the type of coil like uh, electromagnetic, you know, coil that. Well, I guess the string oscillating near the coil will induce a signal in the coil that'll be sent to the amplifier. Okay. Well, the album, the humbucking coil by B. Fleischman, track composure. It's off of a label I'm really fond of called More Music. A few artists are really really like around more music lollipuna ison who i've played previously styrofoam mum second one neon and aluminum by evax i've been listening to this album for many years now and i think it's kind of interesting that it's from 2001 done by a guy uh, named evan mast and he's actually the second member of ratatat so for people that don't know ratatat so much I would say they probably got their biggest fame from their Kid Cudi track, Pursuit of Happiness, and just their involvement in general with Kid Cudi. Fair. Let's hop into your tracks. Sure. Yeah, Composure and Neon and Aluminum. Get it.
so cozy, dude. Uh, we figured out what a humbucker officially is. Yeah, and, we came to a couple realizations, I think. Uh, an electric guitar pickup that uses two coils to buck the hum or cancel out the interference. The artwork for that track is a couple humbuckers. I've not ever realized that the image was actually guitar pickups. So thanks for the insight, Cheyenne. <laughs> no problem. My next two tracks, Seventh Element by <laughs> the artist Vitus. He is arguably a really big internet meme. You guys might have seen him. He's the guy that does the... La, 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 la. Is that it? Is that- <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's see your attempt. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a lot closer. He is known for his unique falsetto, which notably called the turkey call. Nice. What about his uh, very strange aesthetic as well? He postures himself very strangely. He wears absurd outfits. He designs his own stage costumes. I didn't know that. That's very cool. And he does. I'm pretty sure he probably has influence on everyone else's costumes for his performances as well. Uh, if you guys don't know who this guy is, you got to go online and check him out. Yeah, seriously, this track in particular, watch the video. When you're looking at the music video, it literally looks like something from the future. It doesn't look like it was done maybe 10 years ago. Design for the costumes and the stage is just so advanced. The music doesn't sound... It sounds foreign to us, obviously, because it is foreign. It just sounds out of this world, in a sense. There's something else you pointed out. I think the, I think the first time I ever watched the video or heard of Vitus was with you. You showed me this video. And I remember you pointing out, you said, hey, like, check out his diaphragm. Like, oh, yeah. That's a huge degree of control. Like, he's actually a very talented singer in that regard. Like, well-trained. You can see his body just moving in a way that you don't necessarily see a normal singer having to work to get the sounds that they're achieving. And I, I just, I find it also interesting that this guy has put out almost one album a year for the past 20 years. I didn't know that. Yeah, so he's got about 20 albums. The next guy, rest in peace, Mr. Arthur Russell from Iowa. Alex thought he had put this on the playlist, but it was actually me. He was dumbfounded to find out that I enjoy this artist a lot. The way I know Arthur Russell is from a Kanye West sample. Uh, He's traditionally a cellist and a singer. We call it electronic. Why? Because he takes his own recordings and he splices it and places it all into different ways and does all these effects onto it. Whereas like, it's not him just playing the cello all the way through for a track. He's taking all these mashups of stuff and samples of his own music and creating one song out of it. His vocal effects on a lot of his tracks are really wild. Also just influenced by the disco scene. You can kind of hear a little bit of disco elements in some of his tracks. He wanted to be more of a disco pop artist. Uh, there's a lot of information out there about him because he's kind of a cult following around the guy. He's kind of new in my repertoire anyways. Only the last few months have I been getting into listening to him. But the song that you chose here is probably my favorite track that I've found so far. I know it's number one on Spotify, which I, I find interesting because it's not the most accessible sort of sound palette or type of song you know almost 6.5 million plays 
Yeah, but I know he like I have witnessed that he does more traditional disco y style music that I feel like would be He has a new album? Uh I think there's people in his life that are involved in releasing some of his music posthumously. Like his ex partner, I think, is one person that has sort of brought some stuff out of the vaults. Yeah, so there's a new two thousand nineteen album. I gotta check that out. Iowa, Likewise. Iowa Dream. I haven't heard that at all. All right, well, to get back into it, we've got Vitus, the turkey calling master, and the track is The Seventh Element, and we've got Arthur Russell, That's Us, forward slash wild combination. <laughs> Beautiful. I'm so happy you're playing that one. How has Ele é mapado, 
push up and be part of it all Surfing As I was saying earlier to you, I just don't understand how an artist can. So yeah, that was some crazy pop and some crazy lush for you guys. What do you got, Alex? Okay, dude, this album 
Pillow Talk by an artist plot. I've been listening to solely on YouTube since I was like 18 or 19. It's like I would go on YouTube, you know, I don't even, I've never had the YouTube app on my phone or anything. So I like pull up Safari, search for it, you know. Disclaimer Alex doesn't use any apps. <laughs> Anyways, yo, I've always had to search for it on, on YouTube. And just like a month ago, I was like, Man, there's got to be a better way because I needed to use my Google Maps while I was driving, <laughs> but I also needed to use my YouTube Safari browser. Like no. first world problems. <laughs> so I looked on Spotify, and it was finally there because I know I searched in the past over the years, and at some point, I think maybe in like the last six months to a year, it's been uploaded. So that's cool to see. It's from the year 2000. Just pretty obscure like swedish electronic music um, oh it's like only one album by this artist is uploaded to spotify yeah and on discogs only releases one cd release like limited run cd release interesting so i don't know it's pretty out there i don't know how i stumbled upon it in the first place i i guess i do actually i mean i i was going through this phase of diving into down tempo swedish electronic music from the 90s and early 2000s because a majority of it i mean like it's, I just described something pretty specific, but there's a whole lot of this sort of down tempo melodic electronic music in that time coming out of Sweden. Dude, it's so good. Great vibes. Next track. Well, I didn't say the name. Markanol. Markanol. I don't know. Some Swedish word. I don't know. How. It's just like you. Anyways, there's that and a track called Liquid Sense by an artist, Mark SPM, out of DC. This is from 2019. Mm some new new yeah and i stumbled upon it in a record store in leesburg virginia yeah i was there and i saw this album and it just looked really cool you could tell it was hand painted there were like paint chips flaking off like someone took a bunch of sandpaper to it whoa just like looked very weird but it looked really cool so i was like okay i'll buy this for 12 bucks or whatever i get home and i listen to it and it's dope and i looked it up on discogs apparently this small label lurid music out of dc did a limited run of 100 records all hand painted individually and kind of shredded up there's like a video on youtube you can watch them making these sleeves nice. there's like splattering paint everywhere and like sprinkling sprinkling glitter and like rubbing them down with some sandpaper what's the label it, i want to check them out lurid music uh, i just stumbled upon some limited release i think there were 50s released in the united states and 50 released in japan you're a good crate digger man i have to applaud your crate digging dude i'm just judging books by the cover most of the time yeah <laughs> but just... you know you can judge a book by a cover pretty well yeah that's how i got into the down tempo swedish electronic music my first the first uh step i had into that was this album called Maplod by an artist named hab and it was like yeah, it was like that weird posterized image of like a wheat field with a big sun behind it and some rainbow colors spiraling out. It's like, that looks awesome. Love that album. But yeah, Mark and Allen, Liquid Sense, Plod and Mark SPN. Let's get into it. Cheers.
was your general snow day vibe back when you were a kid? In my youth, dude, play in the snow. Lots of playing in the snow. Come back. Probably, you know, drink some hot cocoa, dude, but then lots of video games. Did you guys have a GameCube? I had a GameCube at a point. Yeah, I only ever had Nintendo products, actually. My brother had a PlayStation. But yeah, I was all about the Pokemon, Zelda, Mario Kart, you know, Smash. We're going to close this show with Close Sir by Nine Inch Nails off the album The Downward Spiral. Trent Reznor is a legend. He's indoctrinated into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. His music's quote-unquote industrial rock, which for someone that doesn't know means like electronic and rock combined, and it's a little bit more grungier. He himself is from Cleveland, Ohio. He's a singer, songwriter, and the multi-instrumentalist on this project. I try to look up what keyboards and synths he used, but there was just such a plethora of them that it would have been just a joke for me to just note one of them. You, you could go and check it out yourself. Yeah, I think there's some pretty good YouTube videos you can watch where he tours the studio. You can see just endless amounts of classic synths and drum machines and such, you know, other gear. It's just, he's really proficient with his machines. For sure. Walls and walls of machines. Definitely, he, he encompasses the like grungy, antsy teen vibe of the late 90s, early 2000s with like artists with, like Nirvana or Lincoln Park. And the reason why I chose to introduce Nine Inch Nails on this show is because people do classify it mainly as rock, I think, in their minds. I think it's important to understand that Trent Reznor is a master behind the synth and try to understand that these are sounds that he worked at on synthesizers and beat machines and keyboards. These aren't just stuff that he just popped out of nowhere. He's put hours and hours into these tracks to make them happen. So nice. yeah, we'll, uh, we'll end it off with that. And then so we were trying to put together a rave.dj track for you guys. I, I found this video two nights ago. There's this competition called Eurovision which is one of the biggest songwriting competitions in the world where artists and groups around the world submit a quote-unquote Eurovision-style song that is like a Euro-pop track. These engineers and artists got together and decided that they're going to dedicate a AI unit to creating their Eurovision track. The artist is under the moniker Sweaty Machines. <laughs> the title of the track is Blue Jeans and Bloody Tears. Gorgeous. It's 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 hilarious and it's beautiful. Alex and I were talking and we were making a comparison to Rave.DJ and obviously that sort of AI and analytics that this group had done with this track is like what Rave.DJ is doing where it's just doing a simple mashup and beat matching. I'd say probably even more than that. I mean, I'm sure the code that was used for the artificial neural network that facilitated the machine learning for this software to be able to create its own song from scratch, essentially, is way more massive than the chunk of code that goes into rave.dj. I implore you to even go watch the funny music video they've got online for it. It's just this animated robot. I think it's a brilliant use of machine learning. It's the first I've seen music created, you know, through neural network. In the words of our little 
AI buddy, I will let you go forever. Blue jeans and bloody tears. There's no life without your life and misery. Blue jeans and bloody tears. On that note, we bid you guys a goodbye.
See 